Hello, my name is Eric O'January. I'm an author, entrepreneur, investment advisor, and CPA. In the over 25 years of me helping people, I've never met anyone that wants to lose. We don't want to lose games, we don't want to lose loved ones, and we especially don't want to lose money. Naturally, we all want to gain. We need to gain. As true as this is, most end up losing more than they gain, not because of a lack of effort, but because something is wrong with their gainology and the system. In this Gainology podcast and in my Gainology book series, I share what helped me predict and make money off the housing bubble and banking crisis, a scientifically based rationale that you need to know to consistently get ahead. Thank you for tuning in and please share and subscribe to this Gainology with Eric O'January podcast. Hello, this is Eric O'Neill, January CPA, the author of the Gainology book series. I'm excited because this is my very first uh, podcast. This is something that I've wanted to do uh, for uh, quite some time and never just made the time to do it. And uh, here it is. I'm doing it. And uh, we're going to talk about a topic uh, that is near and dear to me. That's businesses and helping businesses grow uh, with obtaining business capital. And the um, uh, I'm going to use as a uh, backdrop uh, to this subject an article that I read in the Wall Street Journal that was published on uh, November the 22nd, uh, 2020. And uh, the uh, title of the article uh, is Banks Give Black-Owned Businesses Advantage on Supply Chain Finance. Advantage. Ooh, one of these in, uh, incendiary uh, terms, an inflammatory term, uh, an advantage. Uh, how are they getting the advantage? And that's what, what I want to talk to you about uh, today. This is the comment that I made uh, in the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, talking about that uh, this particular article. And this is what I wrote in, in terms of a comment. As a CPA, I realized that all qualified businesses need equal access to credit. As a business owner who happens to be African-American, I also realize that institutional bias is baked into the financial system. How do you think we work got millions of loans from Chase, while other more qualified businesses without access to venture capital got denied. African-American farmers uh, got denied loans from the USDA for decades uh, before the government settled uh, the case. During the housing bubble, blacks with higher credit scores routinely got steered into less desirable subprime loans than whites with much lower credit scores. In other words, getting a loan isn't just about meeting the five C's of capital, of credit, capacity, collateral, conditions, and character. It never has been. Providing access to supply chain financing to blacks is a step in the right direction that all business owners need. That was my comment. And I think that's a uh, fair comment uh, that I made with the, uh, on the Wall Street Journal's uh, website. But why was it censored uh, like so many of my other posts? Uh, that I put on the uh, Wall Street Journal? And why was I censored uh, when trying to get on public radio? Uh, why uh, was this and other comments blocked from the public view? Uh, why have radio and TV stations refused to let people hear my alternative opinions on investments and uh, putting your money to work when I've been right on housing, finance, investing since 2002? Uh, my, book, uh, my books point out and I voiced the true conscience of people uh, and enlightened uh, many others. But 
My point in saying all of this is I refuse to be censored anymore. And that is why I'm starting this podcast uh, so that I can share things that you need to know as a business owner, as somebody that wants to put their money to work and somebody that wants to get a perspective that is not uh, commonly uh, told, uh, heard. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, here we go. Uh, The topic Banks give black-owned businesses an advantage on supply chain finance terms. This article is insulting to my intelligence. Uh, It was written to incite division by a tabloid newspaper organization, News Corp. The Sun once reported, which is one of the newspapers that is owned by uh, the uh, News Corp and Rupert Murdoch's organization, once reported that a werewolf uh, was seized in South End, London. We know there are not no darn werewolves. Why would they even take up the ink to put that in a newspaper thing? But it's sensationalist news meant to get people's attention. Uh, and that's exactly what this particular article uh, is. Banks give black-owned businesses an advantage on supply chain finance. If you could read the comments, and if you want to read the comments, uh, send me an email at ericjanuary at conduitadvisors.com. ericjanuary at conduitadvisors.com. I'll forward you the article uh, so that you can see it. It may not uh, still be on the uh, website, but I'll forward it to you uh, so that you can see some of the comments. And most of the comments that are made, people are incensed. And I'm assuming that these are non-African Americans because everyone is crying racism and double racism, a double standard, and all of these uh, different things. And can you blame them? Because nobody wants to be at a disadvantage. These words were carefully selected to incite uh, the uh, public and get people up in arms about uh, another form of discrimination, reverse discrimination. Prior to getting into it, because I just, as I said, I think that it's uh, something that we should ignore, but there are merits uh, to this article. I want to talk about what is supply chain financing. Well, supply chain financing is a form of bank financing and trade credit. 40% of all businesses use trade credit and bank financing, according to one of the Federal Reserves. And there are other types of capital uh, that people use. There are four other types. There's debt, there's equity, hybrid, and there are grants. Uh, Most people are very familiar with debt because you're using your credit cards, you're using bank loans, or you're borrowing money from friends and family and relatives. But not many people are that familiar with equity investments other than uh, money that they provided themselves. And I believe that over 70% of all businesses rely on equity in rating their savings accounts, their home equity loans, and uh, different things like that in order to capitalize their business. And then there are also grants. Uh, Up until this COVID-19 crisis, I never would have thought that for-profit businesses would be getting grants for the government. Uh, But uh, when you look at uh, a number of these pharmaceutical companies that were developing uh, um, uh, what they call uh, the uh, cure or vaccines uh, for uh, COVID-19, many of them got millions and billions of dollars in grants. And uh, up until this point, you had to be a not-for-profit organization, some sort of 501c3, before you get a grant. But uh, a grant is something viable. A grant is not something that you'd have to pay, uh, repay. So supply chain financing, though, is, uh, as I said, it's a form of 
bank financing and trade credit. Trade credit is what you get from a vendor for doing business with them. Say, for instance, if you had a uh, contract and you want to buy some computers uh, from Dell. Well, Dell uh, will say, well, you don't have to pay for it all in cash. Uh, I, I can give you credit so that you can buy more computers from me. And then you can stretch out the payment over a longer period of time so that you can afford it. Well, supply chain financing is reverse of factoring. What is factoring? Factoring uh, is uh, what what a business is, what a business uses uh, to say, for instance, if you got accounts receivable. Factoring uh, in a factoring situation, a business sells its receivables that they own to a buyer for a discounted rate. So, say for instance, somebody owes you a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, you need this hundred thousand dollars because you got payroll. Christmas is coming up. Maybe uh, you want to give people some bonuses. So, versus waiting for the vendor or your um, client to pay you, you can sell it to a factoring company at a discount. And depending on the quality of the uh, receivable, uh, you may get a, a, a low, a very low rate. They may just charge you 2%. Uh, if you're doing business with a publicly traded company that's known to pay its bills on time. But if you're dealing with some mom and pop operation where the payment is uncertain, they may just offer you 50% you know, whatever the uh, receivable is. That's factoring. Well, supply chain financing uh, the business isn't selling anything uh, to anyone. They're changing who they owe. So versus owing a um, vendor, now you're going to owe the bank. Here's an example. Let's talk about Rodney's auto uh, repair. And I use a, a, a guy named Rodney, and I use um, uh, several people uh, to um, work on my uh, automobile, particularly this uh, truck uh, that I use for my farm. Uh, and uh, Rodney's Auto Repair Shop uh, just moved up from COD, cash on delivery. So versus having to pay for everything uh, the moment it comes off the UPS or FedEx truck, uh, the uh, vendor is saying, hey, you know what? We've been doing business with you long enough. We know that you're doing good business. We're delivering products to you, uh, thousands of dollars worth of products to you a day. And uh, we want to help you grow your business. So we're going to offer you some trade credit. And uh, they just bought, uh, Rodney's just bought $100,000 in merchandise at ABC Auto Supply on a line of credit uh, with ABC Auto uh, Supply. And then Rodney's vendor, ABC Auto Supply, typically has to wait uh, between 30 and 180 uh, days in order to get the money. Uh, from Rodney, because that, those are the terms that they agreed to. Some of them can be 15, some can be net 10, but I'm just using this as an example. And uh, so this ABC vendor may be like, you know what, that's a long time. Or the bank will step in and say, you know what, you don't have to wait uh, 30 to 80 days, 180 days to get your money, ABC Auto. We will give you uh, $95,000 right now uh, for uh, this money that Rodney owes you. So now, uh, if they accept it, they're, they're going to get the $95,000 immediately. And then now Rodney, versus having to pay ABC Auto, now has to pay the bank. And uh, the uh, bank uh, is um, uh, doing this not out of the kindness of their heart. They don't really care about Rodney. What do the banks care about? They care about making money. They will make $5,000 if... Uh, Rodney repays because Rodney doesn't have to pay repay them $95,000 of the amount that they negotiated. 
No, Rodney is going to have to pay them the full amount of the invoice plus whatever uh, fees would have been applicable if they paid uh, the bill late or according to whatever terms they don't agree. Now, what are the uh, supply chain financing terms? That's not something that is publicly uh, disclosed. That's private. So, but typically if you're late, they may be able to charge you, uh, I don't know, a, a percent and a half, up to 18% a year uh, annually in interest. So banks can make some pretty good money off of it. And uh, when I say they can make some pretty good money, bankers earned, according to this article, $12.7 billion from supply chain financing in 2019. Let me say that again. Bankers earned $12.7 billion from supply chain financing last year. So, they are not doing this out of altruism. Rodney is not a charity case. They could care less really about Rodney. They care about their bottom line, which is making money. So who has historically got supply chain financing? Publicly traded businesses. According to this article, uh, thousands of the suppliers uh, that are part of the network, Boeing, uh, uh, Boeing's a network, and Coca-Cola, and Dell Computer, just go down the list. Most of the Fortune 500, the uh, Russell 1000, and any business that you can name that is publicly traded of the uh, 3,800 and something publicly traded businesses out there probably have some type of supply chain financing so to, in order to grease the wheels of commerce and um, line the pockets of bankers. So that's who historically has gotten supply chain financing, but everyone but blacks. That's who has typically uh, got supply chain financing. And, and here are the facts. Uh, I'm not talking uh, in sensationalist news and not trying to divide because I've got clients that are white, black, uh, Hispanic, uh, under the uh, rainbow. And I love to see every business owner succeed. It excites me to see people uh, make money. But these are the facts. When a business gets approved for supply side financing, they aren't getting a million dollar loan from Chase like WeWork did when it was losing $2 for every dollar that I was invested in it. They aren't getting fresh capital uh, that they can invest at their discretion. They aren't getting uh, fresh capital uh, that um, blacks historically have been denied. Uh, as a December report from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta found that while nearly half of white-owned small businesses got approval for all, not some, all of the financing they applied for in 2018, only 31% of black-owned firms 35% of Hispanic-owned firms, and 39% of Asian-owned firms did. So in other words, this means that of the few black people that managed to get loans approved, which it is a small number, only one in three got the amount that they requested. That is the lowest percentage uh, of approval uh, in terms of overall financing requested among all of the large ethnicities that are tracked by the Census Bureau in the United States. Something is wrong with that. It's called institutional racism, institutional bias. And institutional bias is something that is rampant. Although some people uh, want to say, oh, this is something of the past and this is a figment of your imagination. Oh, you need to get over it. Racism doesn't exist. People, we need to wake up and realize that racism does exist. All you have to do is look at the tax code in order to see institutional racism at its worst. Or look at the Securities and Exchange Commission and see uh, that only accredited investors can invest 
in any deal that they want, while non-accredited investors uh, are limited to stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Institutional racism is real. That's why WeWork uh, got millions of dollars and they were losing uh, their shirts and uh, people were throwing money at it. it was, it's bias built into the system. And uh, further facts, black business owners uh, with 750-plus credit scores are rejected for loans accor uh, according to the most recent data from the U.S. Federal Reserve. Black business owners are denied loans by banks more frequently than any other racial group reported by the St. Louis um, Public Radio in uh, uh, January 2020. So, and then further, uh, it, it is found that black-owned firms were more likely uh, than any other group to have experienced a turndown rate. Or let me say that again. Uh, the report also found that black-owned firms were more, most likely, were the most likely group to have applied for a credit card and experienced the highest turndown rate. Now, 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 you know that's got to be pretty awful. Credit cards are charging 20 and 30% interest, and they are denying people uh, loans. It's not like they don't have a high profit margin, but blacks are being denied it disproportionately more than any others. And as I talked about earlier when I talked about the five C's of credit, character, capital, uh, collateral, conditions, and all of the things that they talk about, it is not just about those things in order to get along because I've had uh, 700 uh, plus credit scores and got denied from a loan in, in, in 30 minutes or, or less. And a number of my clients have. We've learned how to overcome it. Uh, but my point is these are the facts uh, that uh, there is bias into the system, uh, in this system, and we can't ignore it. There is bias in the system, and we should not ignore it. Uh, the numbers don't lie. In 2016, the average net worth of whites is 10 times that of blacks, 171000 versus uh, $17,000. That's the average uh, net worth. And then uh, the, um, or that's the median uh, net worth. And then the average net worth, when you factor in all of the rich people and all of the poor people combined, uh, the average wealth for whites is $929,800, which is more influenced by very rich families, uh, uh, is six times greater than that of the black average wealth, which was 138100 Black applicants were rejected more than double the rate of non-Hispanic white applicants on all types of loans, commercial, residential, and uh, personal loans, including conventional mortgages originated uh, for portfolios, uh, for, for bank portfolios, and for investors, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, are which are some of the largest funders of residential uh, mortgage in the United States. Not some of the largest, they are the largest. They are the major player uh, in the game in terms of uh, getting loans. So, and blacks are rejected more than anybody else. I used to uh, be in the uh, mortgage industry, and I understand uh, that people were getting steered to sub subprime loans. I only uh, uh, did it for a short period of time because I wasn't interested in helping people get debt. Uh, with businesses, that's a little different. Uh, I mean, you need capital, and uh, debt is often one of the most economically feasible uh, types of uh, capital uh, to get and the most readily available in communities where people are not considered accredited investors. So, census estimates 
indicate that black-owned firms have a lower revenues and profits, hire fewer people, and more likely to close than white-owned businesses. These are the facts. Numbers do not lie. This stuff is real. We cannot pre uh, pretend uh, like it doesn't exist. And I know people are incensed that, yes, blacks are now getting uh, some preferential uh, treatment. I mean, it, the same could be said uh, during the um, initial uh, um, uh, movement uh, towards um, independence. Uh, slave uh, Frederick Douglass had to uh, make a uh, choice. Uh, women's uh, rights uh, were, we were also battling for civil rights at the uh, time. But people had to decide on getting one thing at a time so that we can uh, progressively move forward. Women got the right uh, to vote and do all of the things that men could do, and blacks eventually got the right uh, to do uh, what we wanted to do through the uh, civil rights uh, movement. But the numbers don't lie. Supply chain financing, who benefits the most? Having supply side financing is a competitive advantage for the businesses that have access to it. That's who's uh, benefiting, uh, one of the parties that's benefiting. Businesses that can state that you'll get paid immediately will get more business. An example, it's like the people that offered cash uh, for a house during the housing bubble. If you had to apply for a bank loan that would take 30 uh, to 6 months to get approved, who do you think the bank was going to approve? Uh, the person that said, I got a cash offering can close immediately, or somebody that uh, didn't know if their appraisal was going to come back because the whole area had been decimated with foreclosures and you didn't know if their appraisal was going to um, uh, kill your deal. So the people with cash got the deals. And likewise, that's the same thing that happens with people that can say, hey, yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to buy some of your products. And by the way, I'm approved for supply side financing through my bank. Versus somebody else that said, yeah, yeah, I'd like to buy your business, but uh, I, I, we got to haggle on the price and I don't know when I'll be able to pay you and or my business is too new. Well, the person that, that has supply side financing is going to have the upper hand. So there's no doubt about that. Uh, the real, but the real beneficiary, the real beneficiary of supply side financing, when you really do the math and look at the loop, are the banks. The real beneficiary is the banks uh, because the suppliers have already vetted these customers' credit worthiness. Uh, this is why the banks are willing to accept the loan because it's low risk. The supplier has probably more than likely done business with them for months and years and saw that this guy is a consistent payer. Every time he shows up, whether we ask for $10,000 or $5,000, he's always paying cash on delivery. And we know uh, from uh, just the business that we're doing with them that they have got a good business because they're cash flowing. So, yes, we're going to offer them credit. So the bank, uh, they may do take some additional steps and see if the person has got some judgments or something like that, but it's not even considered a loan, so they probably don't even have to take those additional uh, steps. They are relying more on uh, what's happening, and once the uh, 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 vendors are approved, they have basically been assured that, yes, it's guaranteed that in 180 days, we're going to make 20% on our money. 
from it being outstanding. So the banks are the real beneficiaries of supply-side financing. And yes, the people that are patronizing these businesses, they can they have some marginal benefit, but let's keep in mind, this is not venture capital that they're getting. They're not getting extra money. You're not getting extra money in your pocket if you qualify for supply-side financing. The thing that you are primarily getting is maybe that additional time uh, that you need in order to uh, make up for uh, the purchases that you uh, just made uh, from your vendors. It could be a food vendor, a food distributor. It could be a liquor distributor. It could be anybody uh, that qualifies for this supply-side financing. So my conclusion in all of this, my very first podcast on the subject of banks give black business owners advantage on supply finance terms. Man, when you read this article, which I encourage you to read it, email me or Google it. Uh, email me, Eric January at conduitadvisors.com, and I'll forward you the link uh, uh, that I have. And you'll notice uh, that they haven't included uh, the comment that I made uh, about it, neither of the comments that I made. And that's not the first time. They censor things. And I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I'm not interested in being censored anymore. But my conclusion is institutional racism is rampant. Every business needs to have equal access to capital. This is a step in the right direction. It will not solve a business's problems. It will not solve the problem that we as black people must solve ourselves by starting to work together. And it will not solve the problem that we have uh, biases built into our system about uh, ongoing perceptions that we have about other ethnicities, whether it's Chinese, um, uh, Jewish, uh, Mexican, or whatever. We, we've got these biases that we've got to work out. But we have to, as Rodney um, King said, after he had been beaten by the police and there was rioting in L.A., can't we all just get along? Uh, we, we have to get along. We cannot get sidetracked on the mission. And we have to stay focused on what unites us on, versus what uh, more than what divides us. Now, house divided against itself, as the Bible says, will not stand. It cannot stand. And we also have to keep in mind that talk is cheap. Yes, we've got to make it happen. We've got to put our money to work. We have to resolve some of these issues because we shouldn't be uh, have we, we shouldn't have in our lexicon uh, the uh, terms bias and advantage and preferential treatment and uh, set asides and all of these uh, different things. It shouldn't even necessarily uh, it shouldn't be necessary because uh, when we are working together and putting our money to work, there is enough opportunity for everyone to get ahead and prosper in this society that wants to. Everybody doesn't want to. So, hey, this is Eric O'Neill, January uh, CPA, the author of the Gainology uh, book series. This is my very first podcast. I am so delighted that you tuned in and I want you to subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends and family and colleagues about it. You can get information about it on my website at conduitadvisors.com, C-O-N-D-U-I-T advisors.com. Always feel free to reach out to me. I want to help you all grow your business and make profitable business decisions with your money. Again, this is Eric O'Neill, January CPA. Thank you so much for tuning in.